Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back, Catherine. Hi there. It's nice to have you in the studio again. Yes, it's so much fun to be here. And I wonder what journey we're going on today. Oh, my goodness. I think you already know. In our last episode, listeners, we talked about the power of love. And we're going to go straight down that road today, mm-hmm. Dr. Lehman. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like putting me in the hot seat. So I was talking about, uh, I mentioned, and then we were having a discussion about the love of power versus the power of love. So I'm going to break it down into the most finite pieces. Uh oh. We're in trouble now, listeners. <laughs> She's going to the tiny bits. <laughs> the tiny bit. So we can look at it at the big scale where, you know, all politicians everywhere are into the love of power, you know. So anyway, given that, um, we have to look at, we create our reality. And if we're creating all of these politicians who have the love of power, then what is it that we need to change within ourselves in the most finite way. First of all, I think most of us uh, love the feeling of being in power because it makes us feel like we are in control. You know, does it feel good to have something that's overpowering us and losing control? However, we have to look at every thought we have. What behind it is motivating that thought that's going to motivate an action, possibly? Is it a need to control and have the love of power? Or is it for looking at everyone who is going to be affected by your thoughts, your words, your actions? and the love of power. What a different world we would live in. What do you think, Grace? Well, I I agree with that. You know, I'm not a person that has the love of power, but I'm a big person that has power of love, Mm -hmm. how powerful it is and how it can change so many different things and different people's perspective of what love even is, I think is... Always interesting for me to see that. When I have looked, in fact, at my past lives and the different types of love that I have experienced, both giving and taking in different roles as mom and dad and brother and sister and husband and wives. And I mean, love is such a genuine. It's an emotion. It is an emotion. It's a very profound thing. It can make you decide to murder others, not such a good choice, Mm -hmm. but it can make you make decisions you would never make on your own. It can make you do things that you would never do in other circumstances and cases. It has such a power over the human heart and mind. It does. Most definitely. Yeah. True love, Mm -hmm. especially. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, That's who we are, because when we were created, we were created with love, period. That's it. We were pure, pure love. Mm -hmm. And then as we became more asleep, but as we fell 
from grace, so to speak, then we somehow misplaced and lost that ability to have that deep kind of spiritual love in our lives. And love got broken down into bits and pieces. The love of this, the love of that, this kind of love, that kind of love. But what we are all looking for is that deep, deep love that we were first created with. And that's called home. And some people have had that type of spiritual experience where the love was so profound, it went beyond anything you could get from a human. So I think ultimately, that's what we are looking for. And we want other people, I mean, unconsciously, and we want other people to measure up to that. And we can't, we're human. So we have to do the best we can. So do you think that we as humans need to give ourselves permission to have certain types of love? Or does it just happen? Oh, I think that's a both and. I think it does it just happens and we also give ourselves permission. Absolutely. So then in a sense, what I really would need to do is just give myself permission to love a person a certain way or to a certain depth or to receive it. Mm -hmm. I think certainly it's been my experience in my lives that I have to give myself permission to receive the love. Others are giving it to me and I'm receiving it and then I need to reciprocate it. Like I need to learn. I think that there should be a class in school called love and how to give it and how to receive it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think ultimately that's what everyone is looking for. And I do not believe there are any exceptions to that. Now, other people would say, oh, I don't want that or whatever. But there's one love, and that's self-love. And we need to learn how to love ourselves so much that our actions, our being, our essence exudes that kind of love, right? I have, when I was in Medjugorje several years ago, um, and when I was in Allotting, Germany, I had a very profound experience with a, um, a Mother Mary statue. I'm not Catholic, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, but I had a very, very profound experience. And I... Actually, it took me into having a, a grand mal seizure. I've never had any kind of seizures before in my life. And I shook and shook and shook and my whole body flopped around on the floor like a fish because that frequency was so high. It changed me at every level, uh, my cellular energy, everything. And what happened was I sobbed so hard because that love was so profound that I sobbed for four solid days and nights. I could not stop. And when I walked out of 
that particular church, this little old lady who was selling things out of her basket handed me a little, it looked like a credit card, but it had a picture of the Divine Mother on it and it, and it said, if you only knew how much I loved you, you would cry for joy. There you go. And that's exactly what happened. So I think ultimately I, we get we get glimpses of that. We can't capture it forever, but that's what we are. And um, we just do our best. We love our children. We try to raise them. But we have to look at what are the parameters in which we are raising them because they want we want them to be little clones of us or do we really love them and want them to flourish in their own right and how can we best serve them and on and on so again sorry for the tangent that's okay i i think that you're saying you need to love them enough to set them free which is a 1960s, uh, you know, love child kind of a concept, actually. Mm -hmm. And so maybe they knew something back then that maybe we have kind of forgotten, that you do need to love people intensely, and then you need to give them an opportunity to stay with you or to set them free. And, of course, you want them to come back, which is the second part of that. But uh, and I think that happens with lives. You know, you can love them so much in a life that they'll come back and they'll want to be with you again. Correct. That experience mm -hmm. was so mm -hmm. great that they want to, you know, mm -hmm. try that again. And it's not always duplicated. <laughs> no, sadly, it's not. Right. Because mm -hmm. there are other things to learn along the way. Um, we have the love for our pets, you know. We have the love for family and friends. And uh, what we have to be careful of is we're not giving love with strings attached. I'll love, I'll love you as long as you love me in the way I want you to. Oh, yeah. As long as you do as I say, I'm going to love you just fine. Right, right. <laughs> There's a lot of that going around. Exactly. Absolutely. That's why I always said to my children, I love you very much. I might not like the action you just did, but I love you, you know, to tweeze it apart. Yeah, that's always the challenge there. And, you know, uh, the, um, the comment that you just made in association with uh, your experience at the church with the statue of uh, Mother Mary. It's interesting because uh, a friend of mine had went to Hodge in Mecca for our um, Islamic uh, listeners. And uh, while he was there, he had a really good, very, very spiritual experience. And as he decided to leave to come home is as he left Kaaba and started to head home, he started hearing the call to prayers in his head. Initially, he thought it was kind of like, you know, what they say in like an earworm. I've been listening to this for so many days. Um, it's, I, it's just like with me for that reason. But it continued, and that played in his head for 10 days after that. He was on the plane, asleep. He could hear the call to prayers. He would go home. He shared it with his friends. He went to the mosque, shared it with his Islamic friends, and asked them, what is this? Like, you have been to Hajj, so when does this stop? Is this normal? Is this abnormal? What is happening with me? Why, why am I experiencing this call to prayer? And it was really specific for him. 
And then it turned off. It didn't wear off, which is what I asked. I said, so what did it do? Gradually get softer? And he said, no, I woke up one morning and uh, it was there. And then it was just like it had been turned off. And his his spiritual experience for that had um, ended. So, you know, you you just don't know for us listeners. I know that Dr. Lehman does, but, you know, we're always out here, you know, uh, looking for love and trying to have our best life purpose. Me too. And navigating these roadways that are out here, I guess. You know, I'd like to, just for a moment, um, I'd like to use an example. Uh Uh-oh. Are you going to use me as an example? I'm going to spare you this time. Okay, yay. (laughs) (laughs) No, my favorite um, fairy tale of all times was written by Frank Baum, who wrote this uh, story for his daughter and that passed on to his granddaughter. And it was The Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. And Dorothy was in search of three things. Her power, her love, and her wisdom, represented by the scarecrow, the lion, and the tin man, right? The tin man wanted a heart. Yep. You know, the scarecrow wanted a brain, mm-hmm. and the lion needed to get his power together mm-hmm. so he would have some c- courage. So, <laughs> you know, when we learn how to access our power, our love, and our wisdom, then we actually become our own magician. We become our own wizard. And we are in balance and in harmony with all that is. And that's how the kahunas, when they were in that place, or the Native Americans, people said that they could control nature. No, they didn't control nature. Nature responded to them. Because nature could feel the power and the love and the wisdom all being in balance. And the most important aspect was love. And all of nature could feel that. Resonating through the universe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I could see that too. You know, when I um, had my death experience uh, in, uh, as shared in uh, season one, the amount of love that's on the other side, like the when I actually got to, you know, God, uh, which is where I ended up in that particular, uh, you know, death experience, the amount of love that was there and the quality of the love and the resonance of the love, the frequency of the love, I've never seen that on this planet no. ever again. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. I left that mm-hmm. place, it's like I left home. Like you said, that was home. For me, back there, I want to go back to that moment when I was with God because of that level of unconditional, pure love that Mm -hmm. uh, I guess we're all seeking to find again. You know, that was uh, Michelangelo's biggest issue, is when he was painting the Sistine Chapel and he was up there on his back and he was in awe, he was feeling the love the intensity of the love which caused him to create that art that is still celebrated today. But when he was done for the night and came off the scaffolding, what happened? 
He had to come back into this reality. He couldn't handle it, so he became an alcoholic, and he was drunk all the time because the pain of living in this world versus the ecstasy of living in that with that painting and, and doing what he called was God's work um, was the it was too great. So that's why we get it in small doses to be able to take it in and work with it and use it to heal ourselves and love ourselves. And so I think listeners, one of the most important things you can do every single day before you even get out of bed is put one hand over your heart chakra and one hand over your navel chakra and say, how much do I love myself today? 10%, 20%, 30%, what am I, how much? And be truthful and then say, I am open to receiving more divine love today than ever before. And then go about your day. And it comes in many disguises. That's excellent advice. I think all of our listeners should act on this. You know, our show doesn't come from a religious aspect, so that wasn't a religious uh, at all, or any of the things that we're talking about are re- not religious in nature. They're just uh, from a point of love and spirituality. Mm-hmm. So that's good advice. I think y'all should take that. I'm going to take that advice. I'm going to start doing that as well. Me too. <laughs> I'm going to start getting back to that. It's been a while because we get about it, we go about our lives and we, we do. go down the road and we forget. And you it's have like to get in the groove. <laughs> it's one of the the one of the great things I get in having our conversations here is it helps me to re remember and get back to certain things I used to do. It's true because we do things that are really good for us and then. They're so good for us, we forget about it, and we go do something that's more hard and challenging for us. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so maybe we are our own worst enemies. Nah, absolutely. So we have to become our own best lovers. A love of self. Yep. There you go. Well, listeners, I hope that you've enjoyed this uh, podcast. Yeah, tap in tap into your own personal soul love. The the love that your soul has for you is amazing. So, tap into that. And even if you can't feel it, just intend it. And there you go. eventually it will happen, I promise. And you will be drenched. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on the show. Uh We got to talk about my favorite topic, and uh, I love being here. (laughs) And we love you being here. (laughs) Thank you. All right, listeners, I hope you have a great day out there. Love yourself. The following special frequency was channeled by Clovistia and the Divine Source because it may permeate your original frequency so it can be adapted to the new healing frequency that is needed. Please join forces with us. Take a few moments to experience this healing frequency.
Thank you to all of our listeners. If you have enjoyed our frequency journey today, please share it with your family and friends. Make sure to visit us at clovistia.com or you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook where we have about a million followers over there. Until next time, please share your frequency.